0: The following episode of Shower for the Soul contains language or subject matter that might
1: not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Welcome to Shower for the Soul,
1: a podcast where we explore today's issues affecting our mental health and well-being. It's all about life, health and wealth and us grab a chair and a spot around the table and let's start sharing. Now here's our host,
0: Shane Fame Alexander. How are you guys doing? Shane Alexander here, Shower for the Soul. We're back for season three of Shower for the Soul. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been since April since uh, I've come to you in this capacity. I'm, of course, I was around uh, during my hiatus um, doing rinse, which were pre-recorded um, doc news doc type of style type of uh, episodes that were a lot of fun to do, and they were very newsworthy and they were topical and they were fast, and they're informative, and I'm going to do a lot of more of those. Um, usually, the plan is, right now, is when I'm on a break from Shower for the Soul, I'm going to do Rinse. So if you haven't checked out Rinse yet, I promise you they're really cool episodes. They're less than 11 minutes. I think the longest one is like 11 minutes. So check them out. Um, you can always go to to the show's webpage at shanefame.com or our Potbean uh, webpage to check them all out. And don't worry. You can leave a feedback, good, bad, whatever. Leave a comment. Let me know how you feel. You can always um, email me directly at uh, hostshane at gmail.com. I don't know what to say. (laughs) It's been a while to do this. So, yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I just feel like... um, I was going to do, um, start the third season back, uh, last month, but you know, 2020 in life and it was just way too crazy. And I just felt like I needed another month. So, um, but we're back and we're here for another eight episodes and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun journey, uh, this season. I think that we're basically going to recap what happened during my break, um, being all these news events that happened and how does that really affect you mentally or the world or how everyone is mentally uh, being affected by this. So that's where we're really telling the story of this season on Shower for the Soul. Today on the season premiere, we got our friend of the show. At, At this point, I think he's the best friend of the show, Corey Chadwick. And we're going to be talking about finding new stuff to do, leaving the comfort zone. And we're talking about this right now for the season for na- uh, season premiere of Sheriff of the Soul, because that's what I did during my break um, of doing podcasts. I explored a lot of things. I, I started doing um, regular exercising. I took up painting again. I, uh, what else did I do? I started cooking. I became a vegetarian. Well, technically a, peaceitarian because I'm still eating fish. But um, but yeah, like um getting out of that comfort zone and is is the, the the COVID break make you or force you to do this? And how do you feel about this? So we're that's where we're going to talk to cory about in coming up in just a bit. I want to mention something off the top here because it's something I went through um earlier on this week, and I just wanted to share with it with you because I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I don't know if I'm the only one who does this. But uh, what happened on Wednesday was a very jam-packed show. (laughs) And by show, I mean day. And what happened was that I woke up and I had to film a trailer for this season's episode of Shower for the Soul, which is now on YouTube. Check it out on our YouTube channel. It's really fun. I like it. It's also on our Facebook page, too. So you could check it out, it's really good. I liked it. Anyway, um, yeah, so I had to film that and then uh, I didn't really like the, um, the first cut. I didn't really put a lot of effort into it and it felt like that. It felt like I was just throwing it together for just to get it done and I really hated it. So I, um, well, basically put a lot more effort into it and um, you know, changed, made it look good or look better and by the time I finished editing and taping and voiceovering and everything like that, I had 10-20 minutes left until my shift started at work. It s- finished editing, I mean uploading onto YouTube five minutes before my shift. And then I was still doing a bunch of uh social media stuff with the video during my shift so uh yeah, don't hold the pause and uh so it was very um I didn't really have a breather, and then right after work, I had to jump from my workstation to zoom because I was part of this uh um zoom meeting with a bunch of uh people um talking about mental health with our special guest aj lee who used to be a wrestler now an author and a comic book writer and uh so i had to jump right onto that anyway by the end of the day i just felt exhausted because i'm not that kind of guy that can do that again can go from one thing to the other to the other and not have a breather I'm the kind of guy who goes into work half hour early so I can ease into my day and make it an easy day and not have to be um, rushed, you know, and like that kind of thing. You know, um, I was just describing the situation with a friend of mine uh, last night where I said that, you know, if we were going to go for drinks or brunch and I had an appointment at 11 o'clock and the restaurant is right next to the appointment, I will still want to have an hour and a half breather before I go and meet them. Like, I would have to go somewhere else, have uh, my alone time, and then come back and go to that restaurant and have brunch with them. I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if anyone else does that, but I just need that. And that's how it was on Wednesday. I didn't have that hour and a half buffer between things I was doing. And it just mainly made me feel really exhausted. And I wish I had my weed tea. That's right, I um, I, uh, I uh, got my license. I got my weed license from Sharper's uh, Drug Mart. Very easy experience, very easy experience. I signed up, um, then they ask you to book an appointment to meet uh, a doctor and I did that and it was on zoom and they went through the whole physical and it was like kind of like a doctor's meeting, but within zoom. And there was even like a secretary type person that came in to welcome you to the meeting and letting you know what ha- what was going to happen like five minutes before. And then they leave and then the doctor was going to come in. Just like, you know, you go a walk in doctor, that's what usually happens. So it was uh, very cool. And then within, I think maybe two or three hours I got my license and I started buying and I just got, uh, I got tea and some chocolate. So, uh, I tried some tea the other night and didn't really help me with sleep, but it made me very focused and, uh, very alert. And, um, I think it's, it's nothing, I don't think I'm going to use it for, for evening time. Um, I think I'm going to rather use it for when I'm feeling really stressed or like on Wednesday when I, when I needed that buffer and I did was a rush, rush, rush. Wednesday would have been a good time to have it because it would have been, um, it would have helped me calm down and um, ease into the day as it were so um, yeah I, I don't know if you guys have have um, your experiences with uh, cannabis with Shoppers Drug Marked let me know leave a comment or get a hold of me at hostashane.gmail.com we're going to come back and to kick off season 3 of Share for the Soul in just a second with Corey Chat. said Corey Chadwick that uh you're like our best friend of the show now um because I think it's the first time I've had a guest on twice so and then you're gonna be on next week so there'll be three times uh within three seasons of shower for the soul and welcome to the CISA premiere welcome back my friend
1: thank you so much man it is an honor to be uh a friend of the show
0: (laughs) So uh, you're still with Mental Gym, which is nicely uh, marketed in the back of you. <laughs> How's that going?
1: I love the Mental Gym. I'm really proud of, of the work we're doing here. I'm so proud of our members for not hiding from wanting to be better in life. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, just something last night in the gym that one of our members said is how grateful they are for this opportunity week in and week out to, to be their best, to continuously work on being their best. And not have to like hide that from people because so much of the time in your life, either at work or at home or something, it's almost like there's this this guilt for wanting to be your best, right? This like, who am I to want more? Who am I to want to reach for my 10 and not settle for a six or a seven and to have that place with like-minded people to not not only not apologize for it, but keep pushing and keep pushing and keep working together and supporting each other. Uh, It's a really special place. So um, yeah, um, I'm really proud of what we're doing.
0: Nice. Now, we were talking today about uh, finding new stuff to do. I was doing this because during the pandemic, um, I was locked down. I was getting all this anxiety, and then I found that I started painting some more, and Hmm. I started doing a lot of things that I haven't done since, like, high school. Um, Are you finding that, too, with the mental gym, where people are experimenting with other things out of not – not panic, but just kind of like, not even boredom, but just something like, I need to do something now.
1: Well, I guess it really depends because <laughs> kind of a wide range of members. So for our members who are parents with say two young kids, then mm-hmm. uh, no, they're not thinking that at all. Their <laughs> life is, is more hectic now than probably it's ever been. Um, for members who maybe don't have kids or are you know, single or just at different stages of their lives, yeah, there, there tends to be more of a, I've got more time. I've got more, more time to look into things and to explore things, but regardless of, of where we are in our lives or kind of who it is specifically, we really encourage experimentation all the time. Um, Always be experimenting with something new, something different, tweaking something in your routine, adding something that works, taking away something that doesn't Um, not specific to hobbies, but more just how can I get a little bit better today than it was yesterday? Um, so yeah, we love experimenting.
0: Now I was looking onto the interweb and I found four tips of leaving your comfort zone. and mm-hmm. I want to run them by you. So the first one is find your courage.
1: Cool. Do you want to go through all four? Or do you want me to, do you want to yeah. talk about each one as we go?
0: Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go to, uh, through each one. So okay, first sure. one is finding your courage.
1: Yeah, courage is, is huge. Actually, coincidentally, we were talking about courage uh, this week in the gym too. Um, so you've kind of got two extremes. One extreme would be no courage, like being afraid to get out of that comfort zone at all, which means you're really staying safe and small. You're never going for anything, which is not where you want to be in life. The other extreme would be you're just going for everything, taking every chance, not even paying attention to yeah. the consequences or anything like that. And you don't want to be there either. But that middle ground is courage and courage is such a necessary thing for any of us to have in life. Yes. We're going to go through hard times. Yes. We're going to go through adversity and we need courage for that, but we also need courage to grow and to be better because by definition, once you're stepping out of your comfort zone, it's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, so you need courage to do that. And uh, yeah, I like that as step one, find your courage for sure.
0: How about avoiding your zone of terror?
1: So I would say that would be that extreme I talked about where maybe it's, it's too scary. One of the most important things about leaving your comfort zone is that you don't do it in giant leaps, just like with any change you're making in your life to, to avoid those drastic changes and instead take one small step at a time, just like, we always talk about like, eat, what would you do if you were eating a bus or eating a dinosaur or eating an elephant, right? How would you do it? One tiny little bite at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the same thing with leaving your comfort zone. If we can just stretch a little bit more, not to the point where we're terrified, because then we're much, much less likely to do it, right? But if we can do it in small steps, not where we're scared or terrified, but maybe we're feeling a little bit of fear and that's where the courage comes in. Then yeah, that's really, uh, that's a great spot to be.
0: One of the things that I took up uh, during the pandemic actually was not even during the scary part was actually during the summer. It was just last summer where I was, you know, we were coming out of it, but I just felt boredom and I took up knitting again. Mm, I haven't done it since, um, since high school, but uh, yeah. And there was a lot of um, feeling that terror because it was kind of like, well, this is something totally out of my comfort, it's something I've never, haven't done in 20 years. Mm. And, um, and there is a lot of, uh, still is a lot of frustration because it's kind of like, okay, I need to knit this throw. I need to knit this throw. Mm. And I just can't get to the first step.
1: Mm. So So, let's start with it's one step. Yeah. Right. Before you can knit this throw, you've got to knit one stitch right? You're never going to get to a thousand stitches or a million stitches. I don't know how many stitches it takes to, <laughs> to grow, but it, it's one stitch. And that's where it starts for, for way too many of us. Um, we have this big idea in mind, this big goal, and it's too much to bite off. It's great to have this idea of where you want to go, but to think that I got to get from here to there, like I got to lose 50 pounds, or I got to make so much more money, or I got to, you know, go from miserable and I got to be happy. It's like these big jumps. This is why a big reason why I say someone would start working out January 1st and they're like, okay, I'm not healthy, but now I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to work out five days a week and I'm going to change my diet and I'm going to quit smoking and like all these things. And it's like very well intentioned. We're coming from all the right places, but it's just biting off way too much. And that's scary. That's where that zone of terror comes in. So let's break it down into really small parts. When you can just take it one step at a time that you might still be a little bit scared if it's something new. Mm-hmm. So that's a good place to be. Being scared is good because you can't be, you can't have courage unless you're scared, right? Courage isn't an absence of fear; it's being afraid and doing it anyway. Yeah, so that's where we want to be.
0: Now, the third one is uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable.
1: Yeah, so vulnerability is one of my absolute favorite, most important things in the world. Uh, I believe it's one of those things that people talk about as knowing that it's important but don't know how to be vulnerable, because that can be scary. Mm. It can be scary when you're just being honest and real about who you are, about what you're dealing with, or what you're struggling with, about what you really want out of life, about anything. Um, We don't even talk about vulnerability that much using that word. We just talk about being honest. Be honest all the time, And, and the truth is it's a lot easier being honest than it is coming up with a lie or presenting an image of yourself that you want other people to see, like that's exhausting. That takes a lot of bandwidth (laughs) Um, and keeping that image up all the time. But if you can just be real and honest with who you are and with what life's about to you, not only are you going to find that other people really appreciate it, that you're just being honest and real with them, but you're going to see that we're all dealing with the same stuff. Yeah. Everybody's going through a lot of the same stuff Their The specifics might be different, but generally we're going through a lot of the same stuff and uh And just being able to be real and honest and open about it is huge, so be vulnerable absolutely uh, it's it's going to change your world if you lean into being vulnerable. I can promise you that
0: and I find that especially with uh with social media um, when i when I came out and said that i'm a mental health advocate mm-hmm. um, before that I was just I thought it was kind of like hypocritical if I was doing this podcast and doing rinse and didn't mention anything about what I was going through, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, and, I found that, um, yeah, I mean, talking about vulnerability, part of this was because I wanted the eyes to be still tuned to my social media. So they will be remembered that I have a podcast, mm-hmm. but I could have easily have done just crazy ads or funny things and just keep people tuning in. But I chose to um, use that vulnerability and say, Hey, you know what? I had a bad day today.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and again, who can't relate to that? Who doesn't yeah. have bad days on Instagram? It doesn't look like anybody has bad days, right? It's everyone's living the high life all the time, but what are we really doing on Instagram? Right. It's, it's taking the best. You're looking at the, the highlight reel, right? And yeah. Compared to your real life blooper reel that's a hard way to live. Um, You're looking at the best half second of everyone else's day and comparing it to the full 24 hours of your day. And, you know, I just imagine what it would be like if, if it wasn't just the highlight reel, if it wasn't just the smiles and the good times and the look at me, I'm so happy. It was uh, you know, it was just real. Um, I remember a a time I was out for, for lunch with uh, some friends of mine and uh, we had had our, our first kids right around the same time. And having kids is hard, man. Like it's, it's <laughs> the greatest, most wonderful, amazing thing in the world, but it is hard. And it takes up a lot of your time and energy and attention. And it is emotionally exhausting, but you know, so for all of that, I, to hide from that, to pretend it's not hard is, is a silly thing. And I was out for uh lunch with, um, My wife and I were out for lunch with, with a couple of friends who were, they were having a really tough time, you know, they just, they weren't sleeping well, they're, they're having trouble with their kids and it was really hard on them. And, you know, the whole lunch, we were just talking about that and, and, you know, trying to help any way we can and understanding, obviously. Um, And we left lunch and I happened to a few minutes later, for whatever reason, I just happened to look at Instagram and saw a post from them saying, oh, we're like, we're so blessed. We're so happy. Our life is amazing. And I, I, my, my very first thought was, oh, come on guys. Like that's bullshit. Sorry if I don't want to swear, but uh, you know, but it is, it's like, it's okay not to just post to tell the world that you're doing great when you're clearly not. And you don't have to say that you're not, but let's stop pretending all the time. Let's stop pretending that we need to show up on Instagram a certain way or present that image of ourselves just because we feel like we have to, mm-hmm. to keep up with everybody else. Like it, it's, it's a game that we can't win. No one's going to win that game. Um, and it's I, like, you
0: know. don't post if you're having a bad day. You or know? post like, if you
1: are having a bad day.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like I, I think if you're going to post and you want to be a poster, like cool, but just post no matter what. Yeah. We, we all need more real in our lives, every single one of us. And we, we should, we'd benefit so much by just being real with each other and ourselves.
0: Very true. Now, the last tip is uh, taking one day at a time, which you, we, we were talking about, you know, yeah. with the first stitch. Um, now, I found this because uh, during the pandemic, I was, I did the run. Uh, for defeat depression in London, I was exercising, I was painting, and then I had this weird dream, I forgot exactly what it was, but then I woke up because I thought it was really odd for me to have a certain dream, and I looked at the definition, and it actually means that I'm taking too many things on at once, and I have to slow down, and it's like, and I feel that kind of like now, because I have shower coming up, I have another run. I'm volunteering for uh, the sick kids virtual run for the kids this month, and I have work and I have all these things. And it's just like I need to keep busy by the same time, you know, it's kind of like I need just like this example for this uh, episode. After I finish ed- editing this episode, I can't wait for this to be released. I can't wait for Wednesday when it gets dropped. I might release it today. I don't know. Mm. So, you know, I just I I I need everything at once. In Guyanese terms, right. it's called having a big eye. You take way too much stuff on the plate and you know you won't be able to finish it.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I mean you and and a lot of people, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh It's hard. It's hard. You know, there's this kind of like old entrepreneurs badge of honor that, you know, work 20 hour days and, and, you know, just run yourself to the ground to to do what you have to do. And I've always thought that was terrible advice. Uh, Because, you know, I think being busy is great. Being productive is great. Feeling like you're, you know, you're doing something with your day that matters is great. But there's a line. And we've got to find that balance. And every one of us has to find that balance for ourselves. Because if you're burning out, if you're too stressed, if you're anxious, if you're not happy, if you're not making time to exercise or to eat well or to meditate or all of these things that are just so important for for not just getting through the day, but for living a happy life, a fulfilled life, for being our best, Um, if we're not finding that balance, and I'm... You even get into there to like time with your family and, and with your friends and all these things that are so important. Um, we've just got to be careful that we don't take on too much that it's, it's actually working against us instead of for us. And if you're showing up drained, if you're showing up exhausted or, or depressed or stressed or anxious, whatever it is, if you're giving like 50% of yourself to what you're doing, hmm wouldn't you be better off taking a little more time to yourself so you can give hundred percent of yourself to what you're doing? Even if it's 50% of the time, you're still going to be better off showing up at hundred percent of yourself. So uh, I'm a big, uh, big advocate of that to, to, you know, I take on a lot myself. I've got a lot on my plate to young kids, the mental gym and, but there's gotta be balance and there's gotta be boundaries to protect yeah. yourself. Because again, we're playing the long game here. So when we're talking about taking a day at a time, it is so important to take it a day at a time. But if we forget that we're playing the long game too, um, we might take terrible care of ourselves in that day at a time. And then the next day won't be that great. And the next day won't be that great. So we got to keep playing the long game at the same time, taking life one day at a time.
0: And one new rule I had uh, during these past few months was that I'm going to exercise my creativity And then also physically exercise. Nice. So, and instead of doing a day full of knitting and podcasting and painting, I decided that, okay, today I'm just going to focus on painting and then exercise in the morning, paint in the afternoon. Tomorrow I'll knit during the day and then exercise in the afternoon and just focus on one thing. Nice. So, I, I, I found that that kind of worked. Now,
1: actually, if- sorry, I love what you're saying. In my phone, I have a reminder every morning that says one thing. That's the reminder that comes up one thing.
0: Oh, really? Pick,
1: pick one thing today and kick ass in that one thing. Don't worry about 10 or 12 things. Just make sure huh. you do one thing right. Or something you
0: like. Or like, um, remember uh, City Slickers?
1: I do, vaguely i mean it's a long time
0: you said one that one thing that one Mm -hmm. thing he told that to uh billy i forgot why it was the one thing i think it was the one love or whatever i don't know Mm -hmm. but i remember that he always said one
1: yeah i'm trying to think i feel like i got that from tim ferris and tim ferris had a a great podcast that i used to listen to quite a bit and i i think it was tim and he, he just said you know Everyone's got this list, especially entrepreneurs, this big list of things that you want to do and you got to, you know, do in a day and a week and a month. And he's like, write them down and put them in order and at least make sure you take care of that first thing on your list. And if you don't get to number two, that's okay. Because at least you did number one and then maybe tomorrow you get to number two or maybe tomorrow number two becomes number one. And as soon as I started doing that, I felt this huge sense of uh, pressure come off me that I had to get everything done. And instead made, because what would happen there is you've got all these things you got to do. You're trying to work on all these things at the same time. And then a month would go by and I'd feel like I didn't actually get anything done, even though I was so busy the whole time. But once I started knocking it down to just making sure I got that one thing done, well, if I got that one thing done today and then tomorrow I got that one thing done tomorrow and tomorrow at the end of the month, I got a whole bunch of things done. And I could look back and say like, oh, wow, all these things got done. So um, yeah, that was a big one. That was It's one like saving thing. money. One day,
0: yeah, it's like you know, saving twenty dollars a day doesn't seem like much, but then at the end of the month, wow! Yeah, exactly. Now, with with the pandemic and everything, and everyone, you know, having their new thing, I heard this actually from a soap star because I was watching this. uh, Days for Live stars are doing these Zoom meetings and they're just catching up and things. And uh, one of the guys said that after this, they're going to find hopefully the human interaction physical human interaction is going to be more appreciated. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, Zoom is fine, but you know, we can't, we can't hug, we can't hold hands. We can't, you know, do anything like that. So when we actually find to see each other in person, is that going to be like that with when you are going to work, for example, or doing something you actually can do now, that after this, we're going to find more appreciation for even the little things that we weren't able to do?
1: Yeah. So very early on in this whole COVID situation, um, I realized that as hard as this is going to be on everybody, and as much as we're going to have to go through a lot to get out to the other side, um, I believe that inevitably, this experience is going to be a positive one for us. Because we were all running at a hundred miles an hour, we were, you know, like we were just talking about earlier. We we're putting so much on our plates, and we we're doing so much, and we had our heads down, and people were teetering with passable mental health, I would say at best. Most people just trying to get through another day and keeping their heads above water, and it was no way to live. It wasn't sustainable
0: mm-hmm.
1: in- individually in our families, at work, in the world. Like we weren't heading on this this amazing trajectory, and unfortunately it takes something big and drastic for anybody to make a change. Usually when you make a change in your life, it's because something shocked you, somebody died. The doctor told you, you know, you got to change this habit or you're going to die, like things like that. Um, But it takes this big shakeup for us to make change. And that's really unfortunate that it needs to be that way, but we're very reactive people. We're not proactive. And so, yeah, I, I agree. I think we're going to appreciate, I speak to a lot of people who say how much more they appreciate their family time than they ever did before. Yeah. And how they're, you know, when things, if things go back to some version of normal, how much they're going to remember that, whether they will or not, I can't say for sure, but I sure hope they do. Um, Things like that human interaction, all these little things in your life, but what COVID really has done for everybody is, is given us this opportunity to pause, to reflect uh, in many cases to hit the reset button, which is so important. Um, You know, I feel like if you don't love who you are, if you're not proud of who you are and excited by who you're becoming, that's okay. But now you get to hit the reset button. Like if you've been living your six and you don't want to live your six and you want to live your 10, you're not destined to live your six. Now you can hit the reset button. You know, if you don't like the way you were showing up in your family, or you feel like you could be better or take better care of your physical health or your mental health, like whatever it is, this is our opportunity to stop, to pause, to reflect, and to hit that reset button and say, this is what I want to be going forward. So there's a lot of great things that are going to come out of this as individuals as, with innovation, you know, social justice has taken, I think a big step forward during all of this too. So I think there's a lot of positives and, and, uh, sometimes you got to go through the crap yeah. to, to reap the rewards on the other side. But, um, but I'm hopeful that that's, what's going to happen here.
0: Uh, where, where do you see, um, motivation coming from, um, from this? Is there anything? Do you think there's any specific thing that COVID's going to bring universally, I guess you could say, um, with motivation of saying, okay, well, we went through this and now we're going to go forward and learn from it for next time?
1: Sure, hope so. You know, if you think about um, any adversity in your your own life, any adversity in our own lives gives us kind of two options, really. It can tear us down, beat us down, or it can make us better. That's a choice. It's a personal choice. Um, if you can be better for it, then it's in many ways a good thing that that adversity happened because, again, you are better for it. Um, and so I hope that we choose to be better for it. I hope that we we remember that you know, COVID is kind of like this great evener. For a lot of people, like it doesn't matter if you had more money or you live this, you live that, like everybody was in this together. And I recognize there are divisions there and and whatever, that's a conversation, a different conversation, but we are all in this together and we've all got to take care of each other. I've noticed over the last few months, a real sense of people being more kind to each other, looking after each other better, which I think is wonderful. Um, Possibly recognizing that some of our priorities were out of whack. Before. And again, I think this, this leans heavily into the social justice uh, movements. COVID's kind of been this perfect storm mm-hmm. for people to be more active in that. Um, and what I hope here, and what I, I believe is happening, is if you go back to say the Me Too movement, what you're having here is not just a specific issue that was needed addressing and needed to be changed. But it was this sense of this isn't who we want to be as people, as a society. Like, we need to be better than this. Like, we can't treat women like this. Like, we, this, it's wrong. And when you hear about some of these abuses and some of these situations, at least I feel kind of like sick as a human being, right? Like, this is just wrong. And so that's happening again. That same theme, I believe, is happening now with Black Lives Matter. And with a bunch of things where it's the more of these situations that can show up on our radar, the more we get to ask that question, who do we want to be as people? Not just in this one thing, because they're all connected. All of these things are connected, right? To who we are, mm-hmm. to how we show up, to, to how we operate as society, to how we educate our kids, uh, how we make policy, how we let businesses run. Like it's all connected. It's all part of the same thing. And so the more of us that can realize that this isn't who we want to be as people we're capable of being better than this. And we want to be better than this. The more of us who can say that out loud, the more other people get to say, yeah, you know what? I feel the same way too. I want to be better too. Let's be better together. And then bit by bit that, that can become an exponential, uh, an exponential effect and real change can happen. You know, I'm everything that I do is because I'm, trying to do whatever i can trying to do my part to make the world a better place for my little boys to grow up in and so every step forward just makes me more hopeful that even though things are bad in a lot of ways and and we're going through a lot of tough times and we will continue to um there's potentially a lot of good that comes out of it so i just i hope we don't miss this opportunity i really hope we don't miss this opportunity
0: so true and what a good way to end it. <laughs> Let's finish it off that way. So uh, mental gym, is this a weekly thing? I remember it was uh, like on the weekends.
1: No, uh, Our classes run during the week. Um, uh, as a dad, I do spend my, my weekends with my boys and my wife. That's right. Um, but yeah, classes run during the week. So yeah, it's once a week. You just got to come work out for one hour once a week. It's all live online. So trainer-led interactive group classes. Um, You just log on for one hour once a week, work out your mind, be a better you. Check in with yourself, check in with the other members, check in with your trainer, reset yourself for the week. Be a better you. And so, um, yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you, my friend. And I will see you next week where we will be talking about, oh, it's going to be our one-year anniversary next week. (laughs) Ha ha. Happy birthday to me. Happy Um, anniversary. So, uh, yeah, next week we'll be back together and we will be talking about finding your new goal after you reach your dream goal. Thank you, Corey Chadwick. I'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you, Shane.
0: Thank you for joining me for another episode of Shower for the Soul. Don't forget to leave a review and send us some love. Now, if you have a suggestion for the show or just want to get in touch, reach out to me personally at hostshane at gmail.com or follow me on social. On Instagram, you can find me at either at shanefame.com or famefriends. And on Twitter, it's at famefriendspod. Sheriff of the Soul is a Fame and Friends production.